Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score! Yeah, welcome in to Score Overnight. I'm Mark Rohde. I am with you up until 5 a.m. One more hour here of Score Overnight. Then it is on to the Mully and Haw Show. They will have the 5 at 5 at 520. Then at 620, they will do the pick 6. 722, Bruce Levine, our Baseball expert will be on with the boys talking about the White Sox win over the Red Sox 3-1 to one, and turned out to be a semi-eventful Reds 4-3 win over the Chicago Cubs. Coom Dog going to be on at 8 o'clock. Ron Coomer with some very pointed remarks in early in the game in regards to the way umpires are not giving Seiya Suzuki the benefit of the doubt at the plate, that that is a thing that he has noticed and voiced very eloquently with Pat Hughes. So the coom will be on at 8 o'clock this morning with the guys. And then at 8.42 from your Chicago Cubs, it will be Patrick Wisdom. Um, again, 8.42, all coming up on the Mully and Haw show. Meantime, here we are talking about the Cubs and the White Sox, and we are certainly talking about the Chicago Bears as well because this question has sort of organically arisen, rised, risen, rose, because of a question that I asked based on something I heard from Mike Florio, and that is he sort of mocked the idea, well, you guys are going to just be really pissed if Trubisky is good in you know in five years that's just going to be torture for bears fans and i took the, the that thought and said no i'm not there but I, my question is 
10 years from now, who will be held in higher regard? Is it Matt Nagy or Mitch Trubisky? I have a feeling it's going to be Matt Nagy, and that doesn't necessarily mean that either is held in high regard, but which one is going to be held in higher regard with Bears fans? Or maybe you get like a Dave Wanstead reclamation project. Um, you know, he could uh, Matt Nagy could do the Wani, and we could welcome him here with open arms, like he's he's just a brother who had a few bad years. That's all. That's it. So yeah, you can't yeah leave out that sort of part of it. But that sort of came up. So if you want to weigh in on that, and a lot of people certainly have and still want to, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. The White Sox beat the Red Sox three to one. We'll get into some of that. Um, Jake Berger three run homer, and the Cubs lose to the Reds four to three. Some interesting jawing between Joey Votto and Rowan Wick that we will tell the story of here in just a little bit. But I want to get back to your calls first at 312-644-6767. Ken is next, and Ken is in Minnesota. Hello, Ken. You're on the score. Hey. Hey, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing well, Ken. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm on top of the grass, and I'm going to Uh say this. Don't screw this up. Look, uh, <laughs> look, Nagy is a legendary bum and a forever <laughs> sucker. He is okay. a he sucked and was a bum more than anybody we can imagine. There's no way we're gonna sit and say Mitchell Trubisky is not gonna succeed more than Nagy. I'm gonna tell you why, and I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. First of all, Nagy came here. Lost the 100th game of the NFL at home against Green Bay before the whole world. That was his Super Bowl. Then the next year, lost the 100th game between Green Bay and Chicago. <laughs> yes, sir. The next year. Are yes, you kidding sir. me? That's his <laughs> That's his Super Bowl. Right. You don't get that if you don't do any. You don't get look. That was bigger than a Super Bowl because you only get one hundred years. Hey, and and to top it off, it was it was a lousy offensive performance, and that's what he does, Matt Nagy. Matt, bro, he sucked. He blew. He blew both of those games. And then <laughs> wait a minute. In the midst of a five-game winning streak. Because Mitchell's struggling, he benched him and put in foes and let him lose four. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, now, but wait. Mitchell, what about those? What about those three foals touchdown passes though? That was magic. Uh, oh man, look, I seen Mitchell throw some beautiful shots to Allen Robinson. Man, Allen Robinson looked good with Mitchell. That's Allen true. Allen Robinson fell off. Allen Robinson fell off with Fields. There is no doubt about that. Really, yeah, I mean, no, they, hey, those two guys were great together. Those, those right. two were great together. There is no doubt. that. Yes, that goes in the plus column for Trubisky. Worked very well with Allen Robinson. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Getting back to Nagy losing uh, Bench and Mitch on a five-game win streak. Yeah, but you know he wasn't playing that well. But we winning. That's the deal. It doesn't matter. We're still winning. You don't fix what's broke. You tweak it. 
No, oh, you, you, you fix it before it goes bad. You say, okay, we, we're doing hey. great, but, you know, we could actually upgrade right there at the quarterback what was the upgrade? spot. What was the upgrade? Well, See? that's what I'm saying. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen, no, no. I, I, I can't defend. Like, there's no way I can sit here and say Nick Foles was an upgrade, but it felt like it might be. It felt oh, like man, it might man. be, and it wasn't. Man, listen. That's, that's a no-brainer, man. Look, and then after he put Mitchell back in, Mitchell played lights out and threw a 300-yard game. He was hot. He was hot that he got benched. Then he came out there, smoked the next two games. Then here come the coach, tweaking him down. And the third week, what did he do? Dink and dunk, dink and dunk. He started trusting that <laughs> again. And then we end up going on another losing streak. Oh, it still by hurts so far. much. <laughs> it still hurts. By far, by far, Mitchell Trubisky, oh. under any other organization, would have been a better quarterback. He was a scrambler. The cat had guns. And he had accuracy. He just had a coach that kept giving him the wrong system. You know? So, now, in my world, I'm, I'm a Mitchell I, I'm a Mitchell supporter. I'm not I a Mitchell district fan, but I, was, I, I watched his game, and I seen him do some miraculous passes. I seen some great stuff he made in the corners for Robinson and, 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 and uh, what's that kid that got his uh, back broke? The tight end he had at the time. Oh, I can't Trey Burton? Oh, he was, he was giving him the best. Man, listen. To me, Mitchell Trubisky, and, I went, and when Coach Tomlin picked him up, I said, there you go. Now, that's a good look. But then you're right. <laughs> you're right. The Roonies, they play by the draft. Oh, yeah. And, 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 oh, yeah. and they build on the draft. And, They've and, had and, 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 quarterback power for 15 years. They do not so, want that gone. You do not play cards with the draft. That's where your Hall of Famers come from. Our GM was trading our draft picks away for free agents. Are you kidding me? You don't get Hall of Famers from free agents. You get Hall of Famers out the draft. You see, so, no, man, by far. And I'm going to say this once. Don't screw this up. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding (laughs) with you, man. You're doing a great job, and I listen in all the time, man. I know. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, man. I appreciate the call. Very good. That was very good stuff. Yeah, and you know what the you know what the real moral of the call is, and it was a great call from Ken, the Mitch Trubisky thing. It still hurts, man. Like from any perspective you want to look at it as, from a fan perspective, that's the number one thing I'm talking about. Oh, it's still it's still like the wound. Like as much as everybody just like fed fell head over heels for Justin Fields when he was drafted, he was the new thing. He was it, man. It made you forget about all your exes, and it's like you're just in this state of euphoria. You know, everything is good. There's no arguments. There's no fights. There's nothing. It's that blissful stage of of a relationship that's that's going on um, with with the Bears and their fans and everybody. But then it's like the reality sets in. Oh, he's not even starting. Oh, and then when he gets in, it doesn't look. Sometimes it looks like he's good, and sometimes it doesn't look like he's that good. And then it's like, ah. 
then it's like, oh, God, Mitch is coming back to my brain now. Oh, man, Mitch is, there it is. Mitch has made his way back in. He, You know, maybe he wasn't so bad. Or did we not give him enough time? Did something go wrong? So it's like it creeps back in, and it still hurts. Like, the, the, it, it has really, literally has not been that long. And it did set the franchise back, and it got really important to high-ranking people fired the head coach and the and the general manager. So, like the the idea that you know there, it's inconsequential to discuss Mitch Trubisky that is misguided because he's still such an important part of now for the Bears and the past the past you know six years. Like this was the Mitch Trubisky era, you know, there were other, you know, you could add names to that as assistants. You know, Matt Nagy would represent this, this era. Uh, Khalil Mack certainly would as well, but Trubisky is the leader. He is the king of that. And he represents a, ultimately a colossal failure um, with the Bears over the last five, six years. 312-644-6767. Let's go to um, Massimo in Huntley. I hope I didn't get that wrong. Hey, Mark, how's it going? No, you you, you hit it on the, on the head with that one. Um, good, good. Real quick, started off, uh, first time I called in to the last time I called in, I was talking to Les, so quick shout-out, rest in peace. Um, cool. But I want to say you said – that Nagy would be held higher, correct? I believe that it will be the case, yes. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to disagree, and, and here's okay. why. So okay. I'm a big, big football guy. Um, for the draft, I try to make it like a big thing. So I went out to the bar and with a bunch of friends, and I hear, you know, Mitch Trubisky. And I looked at my friends the same way that Nagy looked sitting on the sideline with that double doink. I had no, I'm like, you know, so did a little research, you know, whatever. And I, I cannot say that, that Mitch never made me want to rip out my hair and scream at my TV. Cause that would be a lie. <laughs> but, but starting right. only nine or 10 games, you know, in college and getting picked that early, that's not Mitch's fault, you know? So, so, so good on him for that. But um, I think anything short of Mitch, like balling out in, in Pittsburgh and, then he goes to a press conference and says something real messed up about the Bears. Uh, anything short of that, I mean, Matt Nagy's always going to leave like a bad taste in my mouth. And interesting, uh, going to games, I I never saw Mitch get yelled at walk into the tunnel. But you know, I have seen, I have heard, I may or may not have participated in <laughs> Matt Nagy getting absolutely destroyed by fellow Bears fans. And another thing was just Nagy never. He never took the responsibility unless they were at a success. I mean, press conferences, people would ask him, you know, what's the game plan or, or who's running the offense? And it was never, it was always, oh, we'll find out, we'll find out. And then after the game, it was, oh, yeah, that was me if we got a win. And then, yeah. oh, no, it was somebody else if we got the loss. So Right, right. Yeah, it's hard to get genuine genuine answers for sure. Um, right. But. But, you know, you've made an interesting case. And, I mean, like, it, it, sometimes, like, Bears fans may see it through the player lens or they may see it through the management lens. And you certainly are seeing it through the, the, the player lounge. Or, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking my call, Mark. 
You have a good one, all right? Yeah, man, you too. I really appreciate the call. 312-644-6767 is the number. Let's go to – we're going to Kankakee, man. It's Dr. Doug. Hi, Dr. Doug. Hello, thank you. Thank yes. you, Mark, for taking my call. Welcome okay. back. Thank you. And uh, it's a great show. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. Great, yeah, it's a great topic. Um, when I saw him practice, when he initially came to Olivet Nazarene, University, which is a Christian university. Sure, I'm familiar. I, I was, yes, I was reading the, um, at the time when he came, I had great expectations, just like the book, you know. And I <laughs> really felt that he was going to turn the program around. Uh, but youth, uh, as in the Ascension Psalms, Psalms uh, 120 through 135, you have the virtues of, of men dis- described in there, and the virtues of men, sometimes they don't reach. They're, we're fallible. We, we don't mm-hmm. reach what we should be striving for. And uh, I, I think that Mitch tried. You know, I, I saw him there at, at practice. He was good with his teammates. He his teammates, I believe, liked him. I, I just felt sorry for him as he went through the, the disaster that it became. Right. I think the press, in general, wanted him to succeed. It was only later that it became a horror story for him. Probably, oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody was in his corner, in Trubisky's corner. Yeah. And, but he always impressed me as a hard worker. He had leadership yeah. quality. No, I mean, I saw every, I saw just about every minute that of his career in terms of what we were allowed to see in practice and seeing him on the road games. Like I, I covered him very closely, um, and I can definitely tell you that there was never an issue with Mitch. He actually won. Our media good guy award. I think it was God. Was it maybe his last year with the Bears, um, where we award it to the most the guy that uh, you know put up with our crap the most, and we we gave it to Trubisky. So yeah. by, yes, by all accounts, he is this this terrific guy who is earnest and he worked his ass off and all all the intangibles, but there wasn't enough that was actually tangible <laughs> that he that he they were able to to keep him. And he kept his name out of the Tribune and sometimes in terms of drugs. And he tried to be a leader uh, for the kids. And uh, I still, I'm praying hard tonight for the Texas situation. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just horrible. But um, athletes need to get up like Steve Kerr did Mm. yesterday and and really say, hey, this this five seconds of silence is not good enough. We've. Trubisky, if he would have been around, I think, uh, and Nagy, you know, hopefully the Bears would have, if it would have happened during the season, I think there would have been a lot more serious uh, praying. And um, the one great thing about Nagy was he tried to instill youth with, I think, uh, qualities, virtues that are written about in the Bible psalms and proverbs mostly and Nagy just bad luck you know and the handlers 
the management, when you get to management and handlers, you can be at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and yeah, man. and uh, I think that's exactly what happened to Nagy. Yeah, I mean, hey, Dr. Doug, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Right. Oh, Paul. Hey, oh. Uh, good morning to you and seize the day. Yeah, oh, uh, Doug, you have inspired me, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, cause Dr. Doug was dropping, he was raining psalms and proverbs, man. And pre- and I was like, what's going on? I'm like I'm being tickled with prayer and whatnot. What's go- oh, another psalm. Oh, what is happening here? It's just all over. Oh, here comes a proverb. Um, but I no, it was fine. I enjoyed it. I I was not like, oh boy, hope we're not getting religious here. Yeah, just dropping a couple psalms, a couple proverbs, psalm proverb here, you know, a few Hail Marys. <laughs> we're, we're we're good to go. Um three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It is interesting. It is interesting though, um regarding Trubisky and and Matt Nagy, and it is also true that Trubisky was did everything he was told to do. Unfortunately for him and for Bears fans, he just was not able to do it at a high level, and I fear that that is his destiny for the rest of his career. Is he even a good backup? I don't even know that. So, uh, and And the effect that Trubisky had – is immense on the Bears now and in the last five years. So this is sort of the still the end, believe it or not. It's still the end of the Mitch Trubisky era for sure. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I still didn't tell you about this this sports town that I discovered in the Midwest that we must get into, and we'll we'll see if Joey Votto and Rowan Wick are okay. We'll hear what they're saying about their little shouting match yesterday and the Cubs 4-3 loss to the Reds. The White Sox beat the Red Sox 3-1. to And, oh, I've got some Bears deep cuts. Like, I got the assistance, man. This is where the information comes from. I'll share with you what I can soon on Score Overnight on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. And now it's time for Score Overnights with Mark Grody. That's me. Hope you guys are doing well. I am here. 312-644-6767. I'm going to tell you about my my new favorite town and new favorite sports town. And, oh, boy, is it quirky, man. Um, Some Cubs controversy within the game that we'll get to as well. And then I want you to hear from a couple of Bears assistants as well before we turn it over to Moline Haw at 5 o'clock. But right now, let's continue with the phones. It is Joey in the city. What's going on, Joey? How are you, man? I'm doing fantastic, sir. I would like to congratulate you on the overnight. Oh, thank you, man. I have to say, it's it's great. You know, you're going to get your little, you know, big boy shoes on and start yelling at some of these low IQ callers, not to mention from Minnesota, because nobody values opinions from Minnesota. <laughs> wow. Just saying, picking on people from Minnesota is like picking on special ed kids, and that's frowned upon behavior, and we don't do that. Oh but they God. have to acknowledge there's special I've, cases. I've never heard somebody be so seamless in going from being very positive to very negative. That's pretty sick. But, but I'm just being real, man. It's how real Chicagoans are. No, I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm amazed by it. I am, I'm sitting here 
wide-eyed on score overnight that you did that so you know, so seamlessly. all the listeners out there listen to people out of chicago take their you know opinions like a grain of salt it doesn't matter it's irrelevant okay you know <laughs> come. but one uh, thing i have to disagree with you upon is with the justin I'm, fields okay all right the reason why i'm i'm going after this guy is because i think he has a good pr team all right if i had his pr team i'd probably be drafted if you look at the guy, right, one, he came from Ohio State and they have a history of trash quarterbacks. Two, when he drafted them, all the buzz was about him making an offensive line better because of his legs. And then we see the results of that. He can't read a defense. He gets sacked constantly and made the offensive line look worse. The guy fumbles snaps. Can't put him under the center or he's going to fumble the snap. He can't read the defense so he gets sacked. He likes to throw interceptions. He fumbles the ball. He sticks the ball out there like he's about to dunk the ball. Your your evaluation, uh, like like I I don't know how much we're disagreeing here. Maybe a little bit, Joey. I did not think I have never said that Justin Fields had a good year last year. I think. Oh, of course not. I, I think that I feel that I could say I think he is going to be good. You clearly do not. So I think we disagree there. Um, there yeah, there's just yeah, too yeah. much, like God given with Justin Fields, and that we have seen in moments with the Bears and certainly at Ohio State that make makes it very hard for me to not think that this guy can still be really good. Well, you have to look at the history of Ohio State. Have they produced any quarterbacks? You're absolutely right, but I don't know that they you all can look good in college, say, but when you get to the pros, they get it, it, is I it mean, a pro- is it a product of Ohio State or is it coincidence? You know what I mean? Like you can't stop like How many not, coincidences it, have to add up before? Well, okay, look, I mean, you can do this in a lot of sports. Like, you know, there's been a exactly. lot of flops come out of Duke, but then all of a sudden Grant Hill comes along. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. That's the reason why I crap on Dukies. <laughs> they always hype up their guys like they're going to be great, and I'm like, okay, they're busts. Don't draft right, a Duke player. Right. Christian Leitner was on the dream team, man. Come on. Yes, yes come on, man. <laughs> Christian Leitner, the great oh. white hype. Yeah. Come on. You know, he had ended up having, I guess, what one would term as a successful NBA career, but he certainly was not good or great. You know what I mean? Like, no, he, he was a bench warmer, man. Hand me my drink right. and sit down. Yeah, well, yeah, he, it's crazy. He, you know, he played long enough to, for me to say, yeah, that's a successful NBA player, right? But not, woof, did he ever not live up to expectations. I mean, all I got to say is you got a harder job than I got to, and I'm about to go wage, you know, slave it right now. And you're sitting here after listening to drunk idiots who said I was at a bar and I looked at my friends and we had an epiphany. It's like you're an idiot. Stop it. <laughs> I don't I don't envy your job. Your job is tougher. They may think you sit there and just talk, but you have to listen to like irrational idiots just spew out dumb stuff. I can't oh, handle so that. It's I can't not like it. it's not like that, Joey. It's not like No, I that. get it. I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. You're trying to be nice. You're trying to be nice. <laughs> But there comes a point, you know what I mean? You have to, like, say, all right, enough's enough, man. I must, oh, I must, I must shame you. You're hilarious, well, Anyway, man. good yes. luck on your career, man. Hopefully you stay on longer, and I have to okay. go away to slave it to make someone else richer, man. Have a good okay. night or morning, right, whatever it is. See you later. Right, bye, Joey. Inspirational messaging with Joey. <laughs> I don't know. Do I, am I supposed to feel good about things right now after that? Or was that a... Shot? I don't. I don't even. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's got some misgivings about some of the callers. I. I. 
you know me, guys. I'm if you guys call, I am more than likely going to be putting you on the radio. And uh, sometimes people, you know, will be on longer than others, but. You know, I will for sure put you on. And Joey's a little, you know what? Joey just needs some time. Joey seems a little bit disenchanted, but I am thrilled with his skill to be able to seamlessly go from the rosy picture to suddenly like death. Like that's where Joey was able to go seamlessly in the beginning of the conversation and the very end of it as well. It was really ingenious to be completely honest with you. So. I and, and Joey's getting a lot of feedback on the text line, which I see popping up, but I, I can't really I can't keep up with it. No, I just I can't I can't drink and drive. You know what I'm saying here? I can't look at that and and continue to talk to you guys. So I went to this weekend, this is kind of weird. I went on a vacation to Laporte, Indiana. Laporte, Indiana. Um and I guess the the theme here the question would be, the obvious question is, why would I go to Laporte, Indiana for a vacation? Well, it's a it's kind of a disappointing answer, it's, but it's simple, I suppose. I went with three college friends, one of whom lives in Indianapolis, one lives in Bloomington Normal, the other lives in St. Charles. So, like, and we let the Indiana guy do the planning. So... He chose an Indiana place. It was Laporte. I, I was like, whatever. We're just getting together, you know, four college buddies, whatever, just hanging out. So we go to Laporte, and there was we got this cool house like in the woods, and there's like there is a, there's a lake there there's lakes in Laporte, Indiana, folks. Uh, so there's water, and it's just in like sort of the backwoods enough of Laporte, Indiana. Um, that it feels like we're on vacation. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, this doesn't look like anything that I'm around living in downtown Chicago. There's a huge yard. There's water uh, that is right there. There is these big weeping willow trees, um, just everything that you can imagine. You know, water, like I said, in this, this you know, old-style ranch house with four bedrooms. So it it's, like, completely... Um, made you at least felt like, or at least I felt like, I was definitely away from the city and on vacation, and that's the trick. That's the trick. But so, so we go, so we're like, okay, we you know we don't really have plans. There's nobody's got a, an agenda. We just want to hang out. We're gonna go get campfire stuff because we're gonna we're gonna have a campfire because that'll be our entertainment during the night. And um, the story is coming to a close here quickly, just so you know. Um, we go to Kroger. We go to Kroger, and it's four of us, and we're just we're all running around the aisles getting what we want, snacks and grilled goods and whatever, um, things to grill. And then I, I see somebody at Kroger who was not one of my friends who was kind of just, like, looking at me, and he looks at me, and he goes, oh, he goes, he goes you're Mark Grody from The Score. And I'm like, yeah. And uh, he goes, he looks at me, and he goes, what are you doing in Laporte, Indiana? <laughs> and I was like, I just, I told him what I just told you guys listening. I said, I was, I've got these three friends I went to college with, and this is the place we decided to meet for some reason. So even the Laporte, uh, Indiana patron, big score fan, apparently, you know, knew me. Like, like, uh, what are you doing here, man? Is that, is this your thing? <laughs> 
Um, so I thought that was funny. And then the super nice guy. And then I asked him, I actually went back to him and said, Hey, what, what's a good, what's a good suggestion here? Like dinner wise in Laporte. And he's like, ah, I don't really know. And he's like, you like Mexican food? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then eventually he came around to, you know, there's some good restaurants in Michigan city. That's about 10 miles outside of Laporte. So it, it was very funny. And it was, I, and Laporte, here's the thing. I, I noticed being in Laporte for three days and, and going to many restaurants. Well, that's where we ate our meals uh, for the most part. Um, uh, I did notice a lot of Bears apparel in Laporte, Indiana, and just Chicago sports apparel. You know, it makes sense. I mean, it's only this is only like a a buck twenty that away from Chicago, so I get it. It's not like oh my god, look at all this, but it like it seemed disproportionate like to other towns. Like it just seemed like Laporte has a lot of Chicago sports spirit. So I definitely want to give a shout out to Laporte, Indiana. I'll just say it seems to me like a really good sports town. So, and yes, I was there and I would go again, darn it. And then I'd go to Michigan city. That is very possible as well. David Hall agrees with you. So just so you've got that endorsement for you. He agrees with me on which aspect of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was oh, yeah. all good. All of it. Yeah. No, I, I would, we all agreed and it was the best trip ever because again, none of us had agendas. We ended up doing nothing. We, we had this cool house, but we just hung out in the kitchen and talked and caught up, you know, of course did the whole, like talk about hilarious things we did in college and life. And then we'd get serious and then we would laugh and then we'd get serious. Like it was just like three days of catching up with your buddies that you don't ever get to talk to anymore. And it was just great. Oh, there was sports talk, of course, um, all of that. But it was like, we didn't do anything. We went out, uh, went out to a few nice restaurants and then we'd just come back and talk. Oh, let's, let's camp. Let's get a campfire going and talk out there. It was so great, man. And none of us could figure like, eh, nobody had an agenda. We're in LaPorte, Indiana. Let's just hang out, man. You know, and then when we leave, it's like, we'll all be back in our, and then I, it was weird Then I missed those guys. So it was a successful trip for sure. And I do appreciate the support of, of David Hall and Laporte, Indiana, because he is, he is a Hoosier. He is a prominent Hoosier is, is David Hall. Um, we're going to take a break when we come back though. God, I want to be able to cram this stuff in, get it all in. Got to take you through what happened in the Cubs game yesterday with Joey Votto and Rowan Wick. And then I definitely want you to hear from a couple of the Bears' assistants. Um, the White Sox also beat the Red Sox 3-1 the final. Burger! A three-run homer off of Rich Hill. This is Score Overnight on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Score Overnight on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Let's do that. I appreciate you guys listening. Score overnight. All of our loyal listeners. Like my guy, Carl Allegretti. What's going on, Carl? Hope you're doing well tonight. Just a shout-out. I like to do shout-outs sometimes to our prominent listeners right here on Score Overnight on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I have about 15 more minutes with you, and then at 5 o'clock, it's Mully and Haw. They've got the five at five. They've got the pick six. That goes down at 620. 
Bruce Levine, Ron Coomer, Patrick Wisdom, all on the show on Mully and Hall from 5 to 9 right here on The Score. As for the Cubs yesterday, they lost to the 13-win Reds. 4-3 the final score. The, the Reds beat the Cubs. And, eh, you know, pretty clean, normal game. Kyle Hendricks was okay, four innings, four runs. Yeah, maybe maybe below okay. Joey Votto was a menace, two-run triple, home run. Ian Happ with a big early two-run double for the Cubs. That felt good at the time. Nico Horner with a late RBI hit to make you feel like the Cubs might complete a comeback. Luis Castillo was good for five innings for the Reds. So that's some of the normalcy that went on in this Reds 4-3 to game uh, win over the Cubs. Here's where it got interesting. In the Reds' eighth inning, it's the Reds 4, Cubs 2, Joey Votto, is in the batter's box. He's had this terrific game. He is facing Rowan Wick, and here's how it sounded with Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer describing the action here on the score. With one away, now Joey Votto is yelling at Rowan Wick. Never really seen Votto do that. Joey upset at that first pitch, perhaps. I don't think... Wick actually knows that Votto was yelling at him, to be honest with you. Wick would not be a guy that I would be yelling at, personally. <laughs> he's a big, strong guy. No, he's one of the bigger guys on the Cubs ball club, yeah. And now Votto's still yelling at Wick and gesturing with his hand. Never seen Votto do this. No, he's... Well, when you're hitting 160, things start irritating you a little more than, than normal. That's that's great. <laughs> yeah, you're hitting uh, 160 there, aren't you? That was a subtle jab there from yeah, Cooper. Yeah, things uh, don't feel so good anymore, do they? Hot shot. Yeah, 160. Try that on, Votto. Let it roll, man. And then and then Pat with the very correct statement of. Rowan Wick is not a person that I would take on if I was Joey Votto. A little differential. Not talking about runs, talking about size. Uh, we may not want to take on Rowan Wick is what Pat Hughes was trying to say. But anyway, Votto um, had words for Rowan Wick and, and the Cubs dugout. Um, after walking the eighth, Wick came high and tight on the first pitch and then gave him a long look. What what down was the issue between Wick and Votto stemmed from Wick seeing Votto bat flip on a walk and the Votto yelling from first base but didn't want to, but of course the Wickster did not want to turn around and deal with it. Wick said, I feel like he kind of blew it out of the water a little bit more than it needed to be. So that's just some of the, the base of it. I'm going to let you hear from both in a second here, and I'm going to skip the play-by-play on this one just in the name of, of time. But in the ninth inning, David Ross was ejected after Patrick Wisdom was hit by a pitch by Hunter Strickland. It was absolutely a purpose pitch. He absolutely 100% threw at Patrick Wisdom. I am 100% positive. I don't care that it's a close game and it's in the net. No. There was justice being, in their mind, there was justice being served, and it was Patrick Wisdom 
taken that hit. Um, and David Ross was eventually uh, ejected, and he he goes into some of the the reasoning and what he specifically wanted to know from from the umpires. But yes, Hunter Strickland threw at Patrick Wisdom, and so so that so that's the basis of this. Now I would like you to listen to what Joey Votto had to say about his little kerfuffle with Rowan Wick. Look out! Wisdom gets hit by the pitch right in the left shoulder, and that looked rather suspicious, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I I don't know why they would have, why Joey thought the Cubs were throwing up and into him, but he reacted as if we were throwing at him, which that's not the case. And Alfonso Rivas, the batter. Now, David Ross wants to come out. Yeah. And David's been thrown out of the game by Dan Merzel, the home plate umpire. David, jaw to jaw with the crew chief, Chris Conroy, now right near home plate. David gesturing with both hands. He is livid. This is about as angry as I've ever seen David Ross in his time mm-hmm. as Cubs manager. He, he is livid. And the conversation escalates. David is even more angry as he follows Conroy out into fair territory. All right, you got the bonus highlight after all. And so you could hear the drama unfold as David Ross is ejected after sticking up for Patrick Wisdom because he felt that ultimately needed some sort of answer regarding Hunter Strickland, very obviously throwing at Patrick Wisdom. So there was that. I thought the most uh, compelling. Well, you know what? L- let's hear. Let's hear from Rowan Wick first. Well, I mean, all I said was nice bat flip. I mean, I understand he's been in the league a long time. He can do whatever he wants when he walks. Um, I mean, on, on my side, I was not happy or at all with, with the pitches that I threw. So, you know, I got but the motions get the best of me. I got a little frustrated, but I don't know. I feel like he kind of blew it out of the water a little more than it needed to be. It, I was gonna say, were, were you surprised at how much yelling he was directing towards you, and maybe even the dugout? Yeah, no, I I heard him, but I wasn't gonna turn around and start anything. I was just focusing on getting the next guy. So that is Rowan Wick, the taking sort of a low key approach to it all. Um, and kind of thinking that about it. Yeah, you got, you got a little bit mouthy. I don't know that we needed all that, Vado. Um, is what Rowan Wick was saying. Like, come on. All right. I, yeah, I did. I got on you for the bat. Yeah, you are Joey Votto, but uh, pipe down. Take it down a notch, okay? That's what Rowan Wick is trying to say right there, if, if there is, if you want to use the word disparaging. But um, Joey Votto also had a response to this incident. You know, we were just – he had something to say, and I answered um... – and that's how the ball is sometimes you know you, you you're competitive uh and he's very he clearly used competing and 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 locked in on on uh on, on getting a uh on performing well and and i i'm i'm, I'm pulling at this on the opposite end of the same rope and uh if someone says something to me sometimes i don't answer but i wasn't in the mood to, to keep my keep my mouth shut um and uh you know Sorry, it's it's part of the game. It's it can be uh, one of the more enjoyable parts of the game. You know, competing, some some talk, 
you know, um, um, I, I really enjoy that part of the game. Um, you know, sometimes it can be overextended, can be taken too far. But generally speaking, I enjoy that part as long as the other party is, is, is fine with, with uh, taking it. You know, you give it to me, no problem. I'll give it back, you know. Blake Strickland had your back. Oh. No, that was where you don't put you don't put you don't put the tying run at the plate with one out. That was absolutely unintentional. You know, we are trying to win a baseball game and our closer's coming in and he just misfires a ball. There's no, you, you, we don't get paid for retribution. We get paid to complete games, to perform well. And um, the idea that he did that on purpose in the ninth inning with two runs, uh, what? And, you know, you, people are, have every right to think what they think, but, um, you know, um, it, it couldn't have been less intentional. And it, they, uh, you know, may not accept that. Hey, it's fine. No problem. We'll keep playing. Joey Votto. What is so good? I totally disagree with him, though, on that. Where he, Because he, he's making the right defense. Like, if you are a lawyer and you are representing the people who absolutely don't think Hunter Strickland threw at Patrick Wisdom, your defense is... You know, to the uh, juror, wrong. do you really believe that with a two-run lead in the ninth inning, my client, Hunter Strickland, would throw at your batter, really? What? As Joey Votto said. And so that's the defense. I would use that defense as well if I was forced to take that side. But... Hunter Strickland was throwing at Patrick Wisdom. It didn't matter. It especially doesn't matter when your team is thirteen and thirty, and you're just you got a you got an eleven thirty tip off the next day. Like you're just you're thinking differently if you are Cincinnati Reds and their players. You're not really like oh we really need this game. You know we can't be messing around here. No no no. Hunter Strickland went out there and threw at Patrick Wisdom because Joey Votto is one of the great Reds of all time, and he's Joey freaking Votto, and that's the way you have to treat Joey Votto, and so that's how Hunter Strickland did it. Did it. He didn't, probably didn't want to throw at him, but that's Joey Votto. That's Joey Votto. So, and Joey, Joey, they were doing it for you. They were doing it for you. So, but, okay. Other than that, other than that, Vado, you know, giving the the proper defense but being wrong, everything he said was awesome. Like I, Joey Vado is awesome. Like for the most part, I've always liked Joey Vado. Um, always liked watching him play baseball. Always liked what he has to say because he's kind of a quirky dude. Um, and he was talking about how, yeah, man, hey, that the 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 extracurricular stuff, the trash talking, is actually good for the game. He's saying if somebody's going to dish it out. I'm going to dish it right back. You know, it's like, I'll play the game with you, Rowan Wick. So he was basically saying that the whole thing was innocuous and it was just trash talk and it was fun and whatever. So it was nothing. Um, maybe Wick saw it a little bit differently, but for the most part, this just goes down as whatever. Um, and, but, but the, the, the idea that Hunter Strickland did not go out and protect the, the the face of the franchise for the last 15 years then then shame on hunter strickland and he got it over with i don't i don't expect there to be carryover today you know 
11.35 Chicago time is when that game will be on the score. I don't expect that just because it felt like they, they got it was sort of unnecessary and they got it done last night. But who knows? Who knows? These teams have a history. They do. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to call, for calling, for texting, and certainly want to thank Sean Sears for producing the show. Molly and Haw are next. I will talk to you soon on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Have a great Thursday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.